healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back to the Basement Cold Music Lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and uh, we're actually back in the basement. I don't know how this happened. I don't know why it looks like a basketball court. I don't know why there's this huge echo going on. Well, I do know why, because there's no carpet anymore, but uh, somehow, some way, uh, this place got fixed up before we left the, uh, the DMV, the D.C. area. So I guess we're going to do some more stuff down here, maybe a little more stuff. It's a little chaotic. It's a little it's a little new. It's a little different. The cats are sniffing around like they don't know what the fuck's going on. And uh, and it's fitting because our interview today is a little chaotic. It's a little different. Uh, It's a little it's not a little. It's a lot fun. Um, I met Melissa Wright and uh, Daniel Zazeski last year. Uh, when they came down here to talk about their band Mink's Miracle Medicine, that album was called House of Candles. They have a new album out called Pyramid Theories that is is great. Uh, if you're if you're going to the uh, the PG thirteen rating of that, it's fucking great. Uh, it's it's uh, and it's because in part Melissa's a great songwriter. Both of them are great musicians, and so you know they're gonna make good stuff. Uh, but uh, so we obviously want to talk to them about this, and um, they just moved from their trailer up in Harper's Ferry into a house, and uh, there's uh, we had some technical difficulties and some wandering conversation, and uh, but at, at the end of the day, um, it 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 is fitting because uh, this basement brought me friends like that. And uh, what you're going to hear is just uh, somebody I consider a friend. I think they are wonderful people. Uh, both her and Danny. And uh, and less so the interview, it's just sort of her and I talking about drugs, tripping, songwriting, and, um, and everything. And it's loose, and it's messy, and it's great. And it's just, uh, a, to me, it sounds like people just catching up. And so we're going to try to get them down here in the basement sometime before we leave for Milwaukee uh, to, to talk seriously about this. But in the meantime, um, this is sort of our last uh, episodes of the podcast when we were out in the wilderness. We didn't have a home, no basement, just remote stuff. And uh, and uh, and it's great. So your homework right now is, if you haven't heard of Mink's Miracle Medicine, go out and, and listen to House of Candles and Pyramid Theories. Go buy it. It's up on Bandcamp get that and then come back and uh hear me and my friend melissa just shooting the shit and having a good time and then at the end of that if you if you didn't do your homework i'm gonna play you a song at the end so maybe you can cheat i don't know anyways uh let's head from the basement out up to the internets to uh talk to my friend melissa wright about her band minx miracle medicine and their fantastic new album pyramid theories Uh, Claris. 
can't um, you can't export it from the state. Like they won't sell it outside of the state because they don't have to. They don't. They don't want people to know that there's actually a better, an actual Milwaukee's best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so literally, we have bars here in DC that smuggle in kegs. <laughs> They're like spotted cows like, on tap, and it's like once a year, and it's it's amazing. Um, awesome. It is really that good, but uh, but yeah. So um, you want to talk about pyramid theories? Sure. Okay, we can do that. I think uh, you know, leave that. People like beer talk too. So yeah, yeah. I was going like to say, let me know when the leak, the leak of the Milwaukee beer is coming to yeah, DC. But I guess you're going out there, so yeah. I, we're just going to keep it all to ourselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, unlike your your excellent new album, this is uh, when when did we talk? A year ago? I think so. Um, that record came out in May 2017. So yeah, it's that's probably about around right. then. So that's about a little right. over a year. Uh, you guys came down here. House of Candles was, uh, and tell me if you agree with this or not, a little more of a, a countrified affair. I think so. Um, it's one of those things that I didn't really realize until afterwards. Yeah. Um, and, you know, based on what other people are saying about the record and, um, yeah, because from, in my mind, I always feel like every song I write is a country song. <laughs> right, right, right. But that's just because... That's East Coast in there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I feel I, like it's just who I am, you know? So um, it's cool that it's going away from it, but in a non-deliberate way. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, when I heard it, and that's how it was sold to me by people, they heard it was like, you know, oh, she's from, you know, Harper's Ferry, she's doing all this stuff, and and this band is like, oh, okay, this is cool, this is like Americana, this is this is interesting stuff. Get to Pyramid Theories, uh, which came out a couple weeks ago, and all of a sudden you're into ancient aliens, <laughs> some '90s existence that I had no idea that you guys were fans of. Oh, the '90s uh, thing. Yeah, and and it's just and it, and it, and it was so different listening to Pyramid Theories and House of Candles. Uh, but it also was just like, holy shit, maybe this is the band that they were supposed to be. And then it was like, no, maybe they can just do whatever the hell they want to. Uh, it's, it is, um, you know, I think I said on the last one, when I was talking to you, like your songwriting is just, uh, it's just rock solid. And I don't know why I would be surprised that you kind of shifted genres on this. I mean, do you guys feel like you shifted genres? Um, no. Um, like I said, I kind of always... <laughs> no, you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's not that. It's like, I've always just tried to, like, not make a certain type of song or a certain yeah. type of thing because, um, you know, I'm really, like, of the mind that I want to be doing this for the rest of my life. So yeah. I keep telling Danny, I'm like, the goal is to keep going. So yeah. that's that's what it is. And... um yeah, I mean, I've kind of always, like, had, I kind of always envisioned myself as more of, like, a punk rocker type uh -huh. than, like, yeah. a country singer. Um, and it comes out. Thanks. I mean, it really, I mean, that's the first thing. I, the first thing you hear this, I'm like, wow, this is, like, a, a little punked up, like, Lucinda Williams. This is, like, Liz Fair. I mean, this is, it just was, it just smacked me upside the head. I was like, wow. 
how, where did this come from? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I listen to a lot of, uh, I guess, eclectic stuff, but I've always been into, you know, like weirder, kind of like folky punk, I'd say, songwriter stuff like Jonathan Richmond and mm-hmm. um, Neil Young, to me, in my mind, is kind of punky and yeah, Chuck Berry, like early rock and roll um, type stuff. So, when- yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> it is a hard question for me to answer because I feel like I'm still evolving and every day evolving into whatever. But right, um, right. Well, some of the things you're, you're talking about on this, you know, the the line that stands out on on the title track is "Everything is freaking me out." Yeah, and I mean that can either be, uh, and I don't know for you whether it is just uh, commentary on the times, because <laughs> everything's kind of freaking me out. But um, or just you know yeah. the just being like a person um but but like saying that is um it's pretty vulnerable mm-hmm. in in a, in a in a format that you don't expect that much like vulnerability i mean you're just sort of laying it out there um do you, like when you were writing about all this stuff was there something that that sort of triggered like you you knew you wanted to write about something or was it just like getting the songs out Um, so a little bit of both, I guess I kind of go on this, my recent thing, and I think I'm, I'm still on it is this like kind of obsession with like a massive amount of productivity, Uh um, which is, I think what comes from the non genre or like shifting genre thing, because my goal, like I said, is to just kind of keep going and like make as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is awesome it com- and also it comes out on under- Yeah, it comes in on an uninterrupted time. Yeah, where it's like, huh, what? Yeah, but they're, <laughs> but they're using very like like sort of girl group harmonies and stuff, and, and it's something that um, you don't often hear a lot in you guys' music. At least I haven't heard it where it is that that many layers and stuff. And again, it added a, a totally different like feel to what you guys were doing. Even though the sentiment was similar to like what you've been always writing about. Yes, yeah, that one was kind of like, all right, this is this is a wild card, kind of like let's just do this. And um, that one, I think, when it's stripped down and on its own, it is very like still. One thing I think is kind of cool is when I write these songs and there's just me and the guitar. I feel like mm-hmm. it really is still like country Americana. But then when you start adding these other layers and like adding Danny's influence and yeah. Matt, who um, is like very um i guess influenced by like indie and punk music um it kind of just comes out with this cool sound that i really like but uh yeah uninterrupted time that one i was thinking like kind of disco type yeah um <laughs> right well so. it's 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 almost bubblegum pop um <laughs> and uh, and it's just it's just like oh wow okay like and, and you're waiting for this huge hook, and instead, you, like what you're just talking about. I mean, maybe uh, if I could propose this, maybe like the theme of your album is just sort of like a an ode to like obsessive compulsive and ADHD. You know, you're mm-hmm. talking you're talking about always moving forward, always like just keep producing, keep producing, and and you know, like you said, that can be exhausting. But if you get in that mode, I don't know how you stop. Right? Yeah, it's definitely like everyone's addicted to something, and I'm definitely. Uh, I'd say a workaholic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I like that though. Bubblegum pop. I mean, I'm not afraid. 
<laughs> not afraid of the of the labels. <laughs> no. Well, not I, at mean, all. I mean, here, here's 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 the thing: is that like you can uh, the way a good song works, and and I think you know this because good songwriter. Uh, you know, like you said, you start with this acoustic guitar, and it can be one thing, but then you can sort of repurpose it for anything else, and and the song remains the song always. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sort of the uh, the medium or the the uh, the sub medium the layer on top of the medium being music is, uh, you know, it, it can, it can color it in different ways and then it changes the context a little bit. Um, if you, if you were to take on a, on a, I can't even say that word. What is <laughs> I know. Uninterrupted time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you were to like play it straight, it's going to have like a very different meaning to some people. Yes. But, yeah. But the um, way, but the way you, you play it, and the way you play a lot of these songs on here, it just the the sonics craft it into some other worldly thing. Yeah, this one, uh, I think we spent the most amount of time on that. And uh, there's, oh my gosh, you can hear the toilet flushing. <laughs> That's fine. Hold on one second, Danny. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it takes up everything. Quit banging. <laughs> um, yeah, so that song was pretty cool and uh, definitely, you know, I think I had eaten some edibles <laughs> for that one. So you, you need to explain this to me <laughs> because no, and, and I'll tell you why you need to explain this to me. <laughs> Uh, I, I recently went to a, uh, a, a large outdoor concert, uh-huh. and uh, I may too have eaten some edibles and, and experienced something. Yes, and, and and but but here's the thing: I did not write a fucking albums worth of songs or even one good song. I just sat in a lotus position at the back of a lawn. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you know it was very it was a very different response. But like you know you saying that's the result of that that makes all the sense. I wanted to write a bunch of songs is what I'm saying. Oh yeah. And, and well, it just, it's hard to write songs in public. So <laughs> yeah. You really have to like be alone. I think. <laughs> so like, nobody's looking at me after you've done all together. the cleaning, you've cleaned everything <laughs> and you're done and you're ready to sit down and you can so, write a song. So is, is this your writing process is that you're describing? Um, you know, I'm not going to try to give away my secrets. Okay. But, uh, but I mean, that could be a million dollar idea here. <laughs> yeah, look, if you want to write like Melissa Wright, here's the method. Go hey, out. I, I take that as a compliment if anyone would want to write like me at all. But, well, I, think uh, they did. I mean, you, the, the comps here, like, you know, like I was saying, the Lucinda Williams comp is, is valid at this point, especially with this album. You know, it's just um, – Everything is just so like airtight, and so people like obviously want, are always wondering like, how do you do a good song? My good friend Sean Barnett is like, how does somebody write this thing? I I I don't know, but now I might have a little in for him. I mean, okay, yeah, bro, you and me need to get really high. Yeah, <laughs> we need to. But you don't want to don't smoke. You have to just it's because just you want it to be extended over a long period of time oh. because you don't want to get discouraged. You know, you're like, <laughs> okay, I'm, see- I'm seeing where the ancient aliens came in here. Okay. So, so ancient aliens. All right. 
that song um pyramid theories yes there's multiple pyramid theories there's like one pyramid theories one two three and i think that one is three i was like trying to do the whole dylan idea where he had like rainy day women women number whatever right 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 and i was like oh he probably actually wrote that many and then like he picked the one that it was that it was yeah so i started doing that i think i got to three and i was like damn it Bob Dylan. okay uh and at the time, like Danny and I go on these kicks where like we don't re- we don't own a TV or anything mm. like that, but we watch a lot of uh, like documentary stuff. Yeah. And um, we were watching pretty much everything on YouTube and Netflix and everything we could find on like ancient Egypt and all this stuff. So I got kind of obsessed with um, what what brought that on that you what? were watching that. Oh, I have no idea. Okay. It was like space before that. Right now, it's been for maybe four months. Like, only shows about like um, jail uh-huh. and um, <laughs> what are we watching right now? Like murder mystery type stuff. Oh, so like yeah. murders and like cops esque type thing. The show called uh, I forget what's called Lockup. Yeah. Yeah, like everything. I don't know. I think I'm like a completist, you know, where like you have to see sure. all of the. <laughs> I mean, you got to dig in. I mean, look, that's yeah. just that's just good research. That's skills because you you know you're as a songwriter. I would guess are processing this stuff. Well, obviously you are. You you, you watched the show about Egypt and you wrote it, named your album Pyramid. Yes. But so you're processing all this stuff in a different way um, than uh, maybe realize. Yeah. I mean, I think I've kind of thought about it before. Like, for instance, over the weekend, um, I drove to Chicago Uh and played a show there. And I ended up going by myself. And I was like, why do I feel like it's totally normal for me to just like get in my car and drive 13 hours to go somewhere? But, like, everybody else thinks it's crazy. And I kind of think it's part of that where I'm just, like, always, like, like needing, like, that stimulation of sorts, I guess, to kind of, like, have more to think about. And, um, yeah, I think that's it's kind of cool. I think it's scary, though, because I'm very lucky that, like, I've been able to manage it. Um, I think there's a lot of artists who end up struggling with it. Um, yeah, well, and- let's, let's talk about that a little bit because you guys um, live in Harper's Ferry. Yes. Which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Kind of, yes. It's, it's gorgeous, though. Um, yes. It's, uh, and um, and you, uh, you have been playing more gigs down in D.C., but you play a bunch of gigs, uh, smaller gigs, like, around the area. And the important thing is that you, you play a fuck ton of gigs, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys, I mean, it's not, it's not like waiting to let the hype die down or anything. You're like, no, we are, we are playing the show because mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. Um, and beyond that, like Danny is, uh, building furniture. Yeah. <laughs> He's like aggressively. I was, I don't know when that started, but I just saw it popped up and I was like, oh man, I need some furniture. Oh yeah. He <laughs> Danny's does great got the hook up. Yeah, and and you know that's like you said that's not the uh, it's not the obvious uh, uh, thing that comes to mind when you think of like the rock and roll lifestyle or or even the lifestyle of an artist, but but both of you seem to have 
just completely committed to making this happen and are, and are doing what makes sense to make it happen. Um, yep. Driving to Chicago for that is, is, is you're right. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. And it, but it was for so far sound, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're doing that and saying, okay, how is this going to, you know, there's, there's all this calculation that is, it's, it's not just, I think people don't think about it. I think often it, it's, it's just hard. But I have a friend who released an album today and there's so many emails about like, how should I do this? How do, how should I do this? How should I do this? And there's no right answer, but like to have to think about that and write the songs and perform them. And, you know, cause you guys don't just go out and like sit on a stool and like, Hey, we're here. Here's our song fuckers. Right. We're trying not to. Yeah. You're trying not to (laughs) (laughs) let me know when you play that show, because I want to see an artist do that. Oh, just be like, Hey, just whatever. Yeah. Well, you like your song? Fuck you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I can tell you that's happened before. <laughs> um, but usually there's only one or two people in the audience to see. Right. So uh, pretty sure I've yelled. You know, we've both done our fair share of yelling at certain people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See? That is. I guess I'm just crafting this, like, huge bio. I can see it. <laughs> Uh, the, the, you know, I was, I was looking around and reading about this album too. It says a lot of this was born about you guys, uh, your van broke down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So last year, I guess kind of, you know, the whole idea that we were trying, I was trying to get across, I guess with that is that like, and with the new sound in a way, um, you know, we, we went out and we thought we were doing everything right last year when we put out House of Candles and we're like, you know, we're getting all this really nice press and we were working with like a publicist and, um, an artist consultant, um, and still are, but, um, and so I'm like, yes, this is it. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. we're finally doing it. This is going to be, everything's going to change. And like, yeah, I can't wait to get all the phone calls. (laughs) And really, you know, we just get in our shitty van (laughs) and we drive to our shitty, I don't want to downplay the gigs because I love them all, but you know, our shitty gigs. There are shitty gigs. That, um, that is an undeniable fact. Yeah, and just I I honestly there are more shitty gigs than there are good gigs. So whenever yeah. there are good gigs, we're just like, yes, this is this is wonderful. Um but anyway, we broke down in Pittsburgh and we're there for like a few days, kind of stuck, and it was this weird um like yin and yang because it was also my birthday, and so I had, like, saved up money to stay in a hotel in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So we were staying in, like, this really nice hotel, and then just, like, coming out of the hotel and walking with, like, our backpacks and our guitars and, you know, walking around and trying to get our van fixed. And uh, after we got home, we're just like, you know, we just can't. if we keep going like this, it's, like, not, we're not going to be able to keep going. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just kind of we kind of talked about it and decided like all right now we just have to make the music that we want to make and try to like you know remember that moment in the hotel when like we're comfortable and try to be able to just keep going and yeah you know it's not really about making it or not making it or whatever that means anyway but um just being comfortable so that we can keep going uh-huh. does that make sense no, it, it does. And, and, and I think it, it, the question then is kind of, and this is a question for anybody who's creative. It's, it's what do you do it for? Yeah. Yeah. And 
um, look, saying you just write songs to write songs or, you know, in my case, I just, you know, make podcasts to make podcasts. It's actually a fucking stupid idea. That's yeah. like, like a, you know, but you, I, I think when you realize, uh, especially as a songwriter, getting, when you can get out of that, uh, what that might mean to other people. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't mean that in like an egotistical way. Like, oh, of course people are going to love me. I mean, look, stuff has value to other people. The stuff you say, and that's why it's stuff that anybody says is important. Because it can like enrich them or it can harm them. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, you guys, uh, and I think you were doing this before Pittsburgh. Maybe that just like catalyzed everything. But like you guys have always seemed just in the way the songs turn out to be doing it for the song and then sort of see where it goes. I mean, obviously you are not gonna, uh, like give up on promotion or stuff like that. Right. Oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're not, you you guys aren't just going to sit like on your porch and be like, we wrote this song and and here's the album and then just ignore it. I mean, you're talking to me right now. So yeah, no, no, no. Um, no, because I actually enjoy doing that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I didn't, I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is, uh, again, just something about me that I'm grateful for is that I just, I like to do it. And there's a lot of artists that don't. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I forget what you said. I'm sorry. Well, no, but so, so like, <laughs> so like, but I, I guess what I'm saying is like, you're not going to um, say, say pyramid theory is, uh, is just a bomb. Nobody buys it. Nobody listens to it. It doesn't sound like it, you, that's going to you're gonna let oh, that no. get, get you too down. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, not not at all necessarily. Like, uh, well, sure. of course, of course, like you want like NPR music to love your album yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but at the same time, it's like, why do I really want that? Because it would feel good. And I'm like, you know what else makes me feel good? eating Cheetos yeah, and like, so edibles, (laughs) edibles and like actually writing a good song. So yeah, yeah, I mean, for real, like I never thought this would be true, but the more I do this, the more I really just realize that it's like, it's because I really love writing songs Yeah, and that's nice to know, you know, it's like, and I love traveling and so it's kind of good to know even even the more we do it, that it's like, oh, well, it's really just because, like, I just love doing this. So, well, and, and I think I suspect that opens you up to a whole, like, different kind of community because there are just uh, people who aren't stars but have, like, decent careers doing this. And, and by decent, I mean, they could just have, like, a local gig uh, that pays some bills and stuff. And, um, but people like you who just really do love, they, they just love writing the songs. Mm hmm. Um, you know, I, I personally think that's how you get close, you know, when you get those comps to the big names and stuff that it's because that that's what those people did. They loved writing songs. They weren't worried about getting huge. They just did because they wrote good stuff. Yeah. And it's almost like I do it because I don't know how to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been writing songs since I was 11 or 12, you know, like pretty much as soon as I could form a proper sentence i was writing stories and yeah um so i just yeah and then and then all the other stuff with like playing shows is just fun and 
we just try to keep it fun so we like i said so we can keep going because if you're always trying to get something or get somewhere it's like exhausting yeah yeah you just you, you gotta slow down and like enjoy just doing the thing yeah yeah yeah, because like, then, and, of course, and, and, why, if, why do it? Yeah, and if you don't enjoy doing the thing, then you got to stop doing the thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I firmly believe that. Um, just, you know, and, and and you can take breaks. You can, there's there's a lot of things you can do. But if you, you land on, I just don't enjoy doing this. Just, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just, all you're doing is making yourself unhappy after that. And that's just not in songwriting creative. That's like in life. Definitely. Uh, pretty much. But, you know, it, it's like, and you feel when I hear like so when I hear a song like Brave Front, A, Danny Singh. Yay. Which, which was yeah, I was just like, yes, because he was so quiet when he was over here. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh dude, he's singing. But here's also He's an awesome voice. Yeah, he does. And he also really loves uh the replacements within my reach. Uh which you know, it just there's a vibe that, that song has that, that Brave Front has. And it just uh, it, it comes across, and it's like, oh, I guess he just he needed to sing this song. Not that not that you guys were trying to do anything. Not that you guys had like demoed it or market tested it or anything. It's just like he needed to do this, and this is how it came out. And you get to really see on in, in that, and then the songs that you're singing, like sort of a little more who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got an awesome project, or he still does it, but it's kind of like he's kind of taking a break from it since we met because i kind of like you know a little more aggressive about it i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's called Biko, and he has a record out that oh gosh i don't even know if you can find it online but it is so good and he's just such a really great songwriter and musician and singer and yeah. yep there will be more of that more of that coming out yeah did you guys, you guys, you mentioned a third member now. Are you guys playing as a trio? So we have kind of like a couple people who um, aren't really members, but play with us often enough that I would say they're like part of the team here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and one is Matt Schimmelfinig, and he's who records our records, um, all three of them, the EP and then House of Candles and this one, Pyramid Theories. He uh, played bass and, you know, kind of helps us stay sane while we're recording. So he's a good guy to have on our on our side in this. Yeah, and then, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Our friend Will Spalding, he is a, an awesome bass player who I guess would say he plays like our live stuff with us. Um, and he's super cool, amazing musician. And he's a... Uh, lives out in uh, Berryville, Virginia, and he's like an eighth grade science teacher and stuff. So <laughs> really well, interesting talking to him because he's got a lot of good, um, he knows stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, and, and with, with these guys and, and you did, you did some of this recording in a barn, right? Am I, am I incorrect in that or not? Yeah. The whole thing is, it's like a barn. I mean, really it is a barn. Okay. Yeah. So the it's a barn with a loft area above it, and the loft has been converted into a studio um, oh, nice, in nice. the Poconos in Pennsylvania. Nice. nice. Yeah. When you um, you know you have these people that are associated with the band and coming in, uh, do you see a time when like maybe like they become more formal members of the band? Uh, start uh, like are, are you adverse to like 
having other people's songs in this project? Not at all. I mean, I, I actually like that idea because, you know, yeah, I, I love that. Um, I am definitely working on giving up control. <laughs> so you can do that's going to happen and it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, to circle back to sort of what you're t- talking about, you know, what you were doing is like you want to be a songwriter and then that requires uh, and the focus that you're applying to that requires control. It does. And also I have like this thing more about being like uh, the only girl and that like the guys just want to take away the power from me. You know, it's more like that. It's not really about artistry or like their music or anything like that, but more of like my own fear about having to like give up something that I've really had to fight for. Right. Right. Um, so, well, I, I kind of want them to fight me for it if they yeah, really want it. Yeah, and I mean, look, <laughs> good luck to fucking them. Like, if they have to sing after you. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, dudes. Because I'm sorry. Like, that's just not going to work out too well for you. I, you know, yeah, but that, that's a Thank completely you. that's a completely understandable like place to be. You know, you you do just as a woman in music, a woman. Period. But you do have to like fight harder to get to where you're at, and, and absolutely. And you guys, you know, some people might look at like, oh, they're living in a trailer in Harper's Ferry. It's like, no, they're they're doing it right. They looked at the situation. They said, "This is the fight that we the we're gonna make, the fight that you're gonna make to do oh, the yeah. stuff, to do the stuff that I want to do." Yeah, because, um. Actually, a month or two ago, we moved out of the trailer and into a house. So oh. we're living in a real house now. Thank God. Okay. Um, moving up. Okay. <laughs> and like, yeah, the trailer was, it was $500 a month for us to live there. Right. So, yeah, I'm always seeing like things like, okay, well, like I said, the goal is to keep going. So that means we have to live somewhere so cheap and... um because you don't make money doing this. No, you don't. <laughs> As someone getting into booking shows, I'm like, how the fuck does anybody make money at this? Like, how? I will let you know when I find out. Okay. <laughs> this will be the uh, the correspondence course, the accelerate course to your how to be a great songwriter. Yes, yeah. Right, how to right. be a great songwriter. That, I mean... Easier than how to make a living being a great songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can just um, turn around and just say, like, I promise these results and you're, you're, you're gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, living in a trailer, you know, I kind of recognize, like, all right, well, I, I've been in this career where, like, people always want me to be in their band. But every time I ask if they want to play in my band, they say no. So, and when I say people, I mean guys yeah, <laughs> who I admire, who are talented. You know, I'm like, yeah, like, it'd be awesome. You want to play guitar? Some, we got this great show. You know, you'll make a hundred bucks or whatever. And um, no, actually, I really think that we should start our own project together. I'm like, okay, so you want to be in a band with me. But you don't want to be in a band where there's where I'm the leader of the band. Yeah. So 
this is that guy, me? These guys sound like chumps. <laughs> uh, us dudes, us dudes in, in not just America in the world aren't doing so well in 2018. In case anybody was noticing, but that that's a particularly low level of chumpitude that uh, that nobody should abide. Yeah, and then uh, you know, I don't like complaining too much, but it is a real thing. I think it probably um, it's one of those things that women musicians probably don't talk about amongst each other enough um, because usually you are just like in a van with a bunch of guys and like can't really make them understand what it's like. But anyway, yeah, I feel like I've really fought um, to be able to do this. Um, so other songwriters, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bring him in, and and you know, and look, you'll continue to fight to do it. That's that's the thing. Just you, uh, even even with just like two albums and an EP out under this name, under Minx Miracle Medicine, like people already are, know who you are and respect the project. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and 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 they're like, who's the quiet guy in the band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then they hear him sing, but there's no danger of of you know, I don't know. It just seems organically, um, almost the way things should should be in this in the dynamic even. It's nice. Thank you. Yeah, we're not we're not a uh, we're not uh trying to push things in in a uncomfortable way. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, you know, it's like it's, it's music. Yeah, it's gotta be cool. Yeah, it's gonna well, it's gotta be, <laughs> be cool, and, and the and the whole purpose it serves beyond like I, um, I started off this year talking to um, Israel about this, um, trying to like asking myself just a big question like what music is actually for, and I haven't quite come up with an answer, but I do know that it has it has to be that mm-hmm. it has to be uh, for me. Um, just whatever sensitivity I'm to it, like I have to have it. Like uh, I'll stop talking to you, and I'm going to put on a record. I, I have to have it surrounding me. Some people don't have to have it all the time, but it has to be somewhere there in the back. I think everybody needs it. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise we're just going to go insane. Yeah, I think uh, I've thought about this a lot, or I think it's like um, you know, all around us in the world, there's all these like waves, sound waves, yeah. and light waves, and um, I think that music is like maybe that thing that is like just under our it's like where perception meets not perceiving I don't know it's like deeper there's like deeper energy that we yeah. can feel in music that we're not tuned to like in other things um, unless you take LSD but <laughs> When you do that, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you're like, whoa! I see what music is now. I, I can just see it. That. No, no, it's it is it is you know to be cliche, it is the spaces in between. It is when you walk out uh, on like a beautiful fall evening and you know, the the trees are rustling or you hear uh, the river flowing you know by Harper's Ferry where you guys are. You know, the, it 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 the the waves. The experience waves or something, uh, and I, I'm not on LSD right now. I promise. 
Um, but, <laughs> no, but you don't need to. But if you start thinking of music as like where, I don't know, not to get like too woo woo or whatever, uh, but like where like like spirit world and space, like outer yeah. space meet ancient humanity. Aliens. Ancient aliens. Yes, seriously. <laughs> No, you're right, and and but what, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that you you get, you know, you'll eventually hear uh, songs when you if you spend enough time getting quiet around. Uh, I think I think I heard a really gross piece of NPR. Somebody called something like forest bathing, and I'm like, no, I'm just walking through the fucking woods, dude. But like mm-hmm. you, there is you can go and get quiet and pay attention. And songwriters, I think, you know, with the old cliche of, you know, I just channeled it through me. That's half right. That you all work hard. Uh, it's a craft, um, but it also it it is sort of magical, and it does sort of come from something that uh, that, that we maybe can't see unless we're on LSD, and then you know, and then you can see it. Yeah, and then you're just like, "What's up, Bob? You want to play? <laughs> you want to play some Fortnite?" Um, yeah, I mean, God, that was fucking I, so I, I teach music lessons. I hope none of my students listen to this. <laughs> you know what? They're probably listening to this on acid. I yeah, they're probably, <laughs> no, I think genuinely, I honestly think kids are like always tripping. They're just like, yeah, just yeah. like pure. There's something to that, but there is something, you know, you know, I guess the point is that you, you can use music to get to that state. Definitely. I always have. Um, and it yeah. doesn't matter what kind it is. You guys' music, I think, um, you can definitely use it just because it's just it's just raw and honest, and it's it's not pretentious. It just is what it is. Thanks. Yeah, I mean that's all, that's always been the goal um, when we're recording. Is like, okay, you know, like maybe it's not perfect. Like yeah. maybe it doesn't go on top forty radio, but like when you hear this song. Do you, you know, like start crying maybe or like yeah. well up and yeah, that's what, what I always, I always joke, but I'm serious. I'm like, I do, I like to, I love when I'm at shows and I'm singing and people are just crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it is, it is like, what does it say? And I don't mean, what does it say? Like literally, like what, do, what does this thing that came out of you say? And then that's when you know you have a great song. When you look out and people are crying. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I don't know. I know it's great when I'm crying when I'm writing it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Well, uh, are you sitting around like, oh, God, I'm so great. No, not at all. (laughs) I know. I know. know. um, God, I wish I felt that way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so great. Um, Another hit. Boom. Yeah, another hit. Oh. No, I never think of it like that. I'm just like, oh my god. Like sometimes I like if you're writing and you're writing and you're writing and you're writing and then you finally write something where you're like, that is the truth. That's it, bam. And you're just like, oh god, it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just like start crying. You, man, these are messy songwriting sessions. It, yeah, I'm telling you, man, though, that's what people are chasing and, and that you got you guys can can get it is is remarkable. Um we wind this down a little bit. Are you, uh, besides everywhere, where, where are you guys playing people should know about? Coming up, um, 
next week. Is this? I don't know when this is coming out. Okay. So next week, I'll just I'll just yeah, just play them and I'll, and I'll I'll throw them in. Next week, we're really excited because we're playing in Richmond, Virginia, oh. with John R. Miller and the Engine Lights. Uh, excellent album. You sent it my way. I yes, it. I love it. Awesome. Yeah, he is a great guy. Um, another person I've been playing music with for a lot of years and just like been around and like really an amazing person who deserves like every mm-hmm. ear, every set of ears on his music as possible. Um, yeah, we're playing a show with him and his band two nights in a row next week, one at the Tin Pan in Richmond and then another at home here in Shepherdstown. And then we're going up to New York. And we're doing um, something I'm really excited about, which is this, like, it's a live to lathe cut vinyl session. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's the company is called Least of All Recording. And uh, I'm just so excited to see how that works and how it sounds and everything. Um, I think, like, Third Man Records has been doing that a little bit. Um, yeah. Down in Nashville. That, and that's, yeah, that's, that's wild because that's how they used to make records. I know. You guys, I mean, are you guys going in with new material or are you just going in like lay down some tracks? Uh oh. Uh oh. Is that That's aliens or Danny? That was Danny. Okay. <laughs> in the woodshop. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, not new material, but we're going to do everything on the record as like two guitars. So Danny's oh, awesome. going to play guitar and I'm going to play guitar and sing and we're going to like work on our harmonies and stuff. And, um, yeah, so it'll be different sounding than the record, mm-hmm. but the same songs. I think that's nice. the plan. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, so we'll do that and then we'll come home with like 10 singles on lathe cut vinyl. Um and then the day after that we're doing a So Far Sounds in New York, which uh just quick shout out to sh- shout out to So Far Sounds because yeah. I love playing those things. Yeah. I you know, people have a lot of different thoughts about them, but uh, invariably I think the people uh, artists who are really committed to like they want to be an artist tend to love them yeah i know i've heard i've heard um conflicting but i've always had good good uh experience so and it's nice to play for people who are actually listening that's really my big favorite um you know when you make when you make something that you're like supposed to listen to, it's like, oh my gosh, people are actually listening to. It. It's not like a painting where like you literally put it anywhere and people will look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean that's there. Um, that's especially nowadays. It's uh, uh, it's asking a lot of people, and when when you can do it, I mean, there's one thing that so far has been really doing is sort of making that space for that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, uh, I think that's more important than any of the criticisms that people might have of them i'm sure there's a lot you know you know whatever but it's it's the biz um yeah (laughs) thank you so much melissa for taking time to talk and uh hopefully before we get out of dc area we'll catch up with you guys in person hell yeah thank you so much yeah man Mink's Miracle Medicine's Pyramid Theories is available everywhere you can buy fine records. Uh, go get it from Bandcamp. 
uh, buy a bunch of them because then they will be able to print some vinyl up of that and uh, I would very much like a vinyl copy and I am not going to be that asshole who asked them for their one of 30. I'll pay for that shit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, uh, it's, it's an amazing album. I, I love those kids. I love the work they do. I can't see, wait to see what they do next. And, uh, I feel like we'll be going to be talking with them for, uh, for quite a long time. As long as this podcast goes on, they're just good, good people. And those are the type of people we like. Um, if you aren't hip, if you just came into this, uh, conversation, because you like our podcast and you aren't hip to this band yet and you didn't do the homework, I'm going to fix that right now. You heard us talking about aliens. You heard us talking about the creative process and everything. So I want to play the title track, uh, which is, in fact, my favorite track off the album, Pyramid Theories. And um, it is such a, uh, you know, if you, if you listen to House of Candles, which is a more countrified affair, this was such a, the first time I heard it, a different yet same uh, uh change from what they were doing it, it was it's uh i'm trying to say it's a great fucking song so here you go minks miracle medicine uh pyramid theories hit it <laughs>
Pyramid Theories off the album the same name by Minx Miracle Medicine. You go out and get that now. I love that song. I love this band. These kids are great. Uh, I can, I'm going to say that about a hundred times on this episode. So, uh, we're, we're actually talking about doing a little showcase maybe here before we get out of town. So, uh, I think they might be involved. Maybe Sean Barna. We're going to see what we can do. We're going to see what we can put together and, 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 uh, get this music to you guys in your face live. And support our friends in the process. So there you go. Uh, that is it for this episode of Chunky Last of the Podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on iTunes. Do all the things like re- leave us a rating, leave us a message. Uh, you can also email us at podcast at chunkyglasses.com. Uh, we're out there on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. So you can look up Pyramid Theories on Spotify. Then you can listen to us talk about Pyramid Theories with Melissa Wright, the person who made Pyramid Theories on Spotify. Um, we're also out there on the internet, Twitter at, at Chunky Glasses, Instagram, the same thing, Facebook, just backslash Chunky Glasses. And um, uh, if you go to our site, www.chunkyglasses.com, uh, you will see uh, what is bolstering and becoming uh, easily the best crew of photographers, I think, in the uh, in the Washington area. But but uh, we're, we're going to go for, for national and all that. we got Alex Sheldorf in Chicago setting up stuff. We're going to get some stuff going to New York. LA, we're, we're expanding, we're going global, baby, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. But the people here uh, are led up by Mauricio Castro and uh, Avery Junius, and uh, they are out at the shows doing doing God's work, uh, making you feel like you were there. Uh, it's amazing. Look at the the Tenacious D review that Mauricio just posted. It's, uh, but uh, God, uh, but anyways, um, so that's it for our so our random out in the wild podcast coming back next week uh we're gonna collect down here in this basement we have uh, a lot of albums to review we have a lot of people to talk to laura gibson is coming through um i might talk to marcus strickland you don't know who he is yet but you will next week and um yeah there's just gonna be a lot of stuff going on and uh we're not gonna take a holiday break really we're just gonna power through this because uh, this will be the last time we all get to hang out together, the last time you get to hear us all hang out together. And it's been fun, and but it will, it's time to move on up north. So yeah, so tune in. Tune in. We love that you listen. And we're out of here. We'll be back next week. Be good to your ears, be better to your people. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!